Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Sour Hour is meant for the serious brewer. The Sour Hour may contain some seriously funkified content. The Sour Hour is not for the faint of heart. So exercise some damn discretion, would you please? Sheesh. And now... The Sour Hour with Jay Goodwin. What do I usually say first? Hello? We're back? It's that time. It's that time? Sorry. Danica came out here and sat in my chair. Oh, and she then my whole, your whole feng shui. Well, the headphones got caught up in the wheel. Of my chair, and so I was up to the wire, like... She's giving you the finger wag, the the, uh, the very, very bad man from Seinfeld finger wag. No, 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 no. Soup uh, hater of people of your ilk. <laughs> I, won't even, I won't even dignify it <laughs> by naming their, their group. But he makes soup, I'll just say that. <laughs> We're back, it's the Sour yeah. Hours that time. I'm your host, Jay, for better or worse, at the Brewing Network Studios in downtown Concord. Where Here. Map of the Sun is on. Never heard Not of it. Not a glass of it. And boy, it's tasting great. Oh, yeah, you did get Map of the Sun. Mm-hmm. This is the, the fresh batch, 2017. Best Map of the Sun yet, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got a uh, it's got a big. I was setting you up to compliment me. That's why I paused after that. <laughs> I, do enough, I don't do enough complimenting of the rare barrel. Yeah, this stupid ah, we show. can move on. So, uh, yeah. Speciation. Artisan ales. I, I do have a little trouble saying that. But, I mean, we named our brewery the Rare Barrel, so... <laughs> yeah, I thought you were a fan of really weird names. Yeah. I always thought the Rare Barrel would sound like something like a, a dog with peanut butter in his mouth trying to say a, a brewery <laughs> name. Just like... Speciation. Try it. Speci... Speciation. I can't do the sh. I have to do sh? speci... Speciation. Speciation. Speciate. Speciation. I, I can't do it. Oh, it's come like, on. It's there's a couple ways to pronounce it. There's there's multiple uh, accepted pronunciations. Are and, there? And I would agree. Thank you, Mitch. And that's Mitch, by the way. <laughs> Jay, you're a talk show Owner and head of fermentation. You got to work on your elocution. Speci- elocution. <laughs> execution. My elocution. Mitch from Execution Brewing Company is on the line. <laughs> Specialization. Uh, well, I could go on and on. Mitch Ermatinger. Nail it? Yeah, no. you nailed that one. All right, boom. I don't have an internet pronouncer for that one, so you're going to have to just go with Jay's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or we'll, th- we'll go with the other person who's joining us in the studio behind the glass, Danica, the pronouncer. 
Speciation. Oh, man, that was so good. That was so good. Speciation. Nailed it. That, all right. Like, coming back from the next break, or at the end of the show, like, for the last one second, Scott just cut the, whatever, Google lady that says it, and then mm-hmm. put Danica's right next yeah. to it. I think that'll be just, like, it's indistinguishable. 100% it's the same. All right. Bear with us, Mitch. We're just going to do this. Uh, <laughs> well, bear with us for many reasons, but uh, we're going to top of the show stuff. Contact us, 888-41-BEER. Join us in the chat, which actually, hey, get on the chat. Yeah. I don't know. Is it just Danica? Or... Yeah, we have a moderator tonight. Yeah. Bevo is usually, you know, not within 10 miles of the studio. She's Netflixing and chilling. That's right. By the way, I, is this how old I am that I didn't realize that that, might, that has a different meaning than just, like, actually, yeah, literally. Yeah, Netflixing and hanging like, out. When did you realize this? Embarrassingly a short time ago. Okay. And how did you realize this? Um, I don't remember, actually. Yeah, but Danica could, you know, she's she's yeah. hip with the the young kids. That's she's right. a millennial. That's right. Maybe. The resident millennial. Can you explain to us how did the Netflix and chill thing even come about? Well, first off, explain what what Netflix and chill means that people might not know. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Netflix and chill is a way for gentlemen to invite their lady friend over to watch a movie. You did the air quotes with your fingers when you said that. That's so what I used to say. So they're going to Netflix and chill. I still don't, I don't understand. What are we talking about here? Um, a relations. <laughs> Bangarang. <laughs> they're also, Netflix is coming out with a weed strand to go with different episodes that they, their Netflix specials are coming out with weeds. That you smoke. What? On each. Like, this is this one for this show. And this You're is, kidding me. I just heard it from my friend yesterday. I was just going to look it up. Uh, Mitch, I apologize that you live in Michigan. This is how we're living in Northern <laughs> I, California. I, I lived in Denver for a couple of years. So <laughs> yeah, I, that's uh, true. I know how it goes. Actually, I'm glad you teased that out because that's not something we uh, really delved into in the last show, cool. which if you're listening to this uh, and for some reason you're an idiot and you skipped the last one, <laughs> go back and listen to that one. And also, I apologize for just calling you an idiot. Uh, feedback during the week. You can email us. That's a great thing to do because that's where a lot of our questions come from. And you can get it read on the air. And we love talking to you guys in that way. That's probably our most effective interaction with the listener, I would say. Emailing? Yeah. 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 It was it was heavy on the phone calls for the first few months of the show. And then, and then the emails taken over since then. Yeah. And I'm not like, you know, I tease about the uh, the phone call infrequency and then we're trying to get people to review the show and do the song thing and all that stuff but you know, i'm not trying to push molasses up a sandy hill or anything i realize that the podcast format is very passive and you get to when you get to it kind of thing yep. and email is the same way yep. so uh i just want to say i appreciate all the people who email and uh i should say just personally i'm very behind on my brewing network email so mm. but i you know i do even if i don't get back to you directly a lot of them i'll just end up that's the case where I forward them to Scott and I'll tell him, Hey, this is good for the show. Let's read it on the show. And that's where, that's why when I go to Scott for a question, we always have questions. So. Yeah. And I think, uh, you do this at J A Y at the brewing com, by the way, and you, you do them in batches. I'm pretty sure. Right. Like I yeah, think you I sit down do. and you're like, all right, I'm going to get through these and you sit down and you like devote an afternoon to it once every week or two weeks or month or whatever it is. Yeah. That's the way to do email. That's the best way. I, well, I guess yeah, it is. It's if, tough, if, but if, I mean, if it, I could be better, you couldn't do your rare barrel email that way. Could you like, there are some emails like Mitch, you couldn't do your, you couldn't do your speciation, speciation. email. <laughs> you could, right. I mean that you just kind of have to be on the daily, don't you? 
Uh, I, I check my email. I try to check my email only three times a day. So first thing at, uh, when I get into work and then I check it again at uh, noon and then I check it again usually at the end of the night when I'm getting to bed. Jay's that's shaking his head. No, 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 because no, you'd be overwhelmed. I'm, not shaking, I'm, I'm shaking my head because that's such a good way to go about it. In fact, this is getting really wonky. <laughs> <laughs> but again, bear with me. I use this thing. I use Gmail and I use this thing called Boomerang. And if you guys are yep. running a business or a craft brewery, I recommend getting the Boomerang app or extension to Gmail. Basically, what it is is it, it helps you manage your email. Let's say I'm going to write an email to someone. And you know when you write an email to someone and you're kind of you're working on a project with them and they emailed you, so now the ball is in your court, you're emailing them, hence putting the ball back into their court. But you're kind of counting on them to at some point remind you that it's on them to do whatever you're talking right, about. And they, they don't reply, and then the email goes into what if, purgatory. Yeah, what if they never reply? It. Right. And then... You hit archive, and it disappears until they remind you it exists again. Exactly. And when you're in email hell, like trying to chip down email mountain, you're like, okay, <laughs> I got rid of that one. Now I don't have to think of it until they reply to me. But maybe that's something really important that you need. Yep. So you use Boomerang, which is exactly what it sounds like. You click like, hey, uh send me this email back like it's a new email and do it in one hour do it in a day do it in a week do it in a month do it at this specific time and then there's even an option to say and this is a huge ad for boomerang they should (laughs) we should be totally getting paid for this This segment brought to you by boomerang by boomerang yes boomerang yeah and uh so anyway and then you can click an option where it's like but don't boomerang it if they actually end up responding Mm -hmm. within that time frame Mm -hmm. Great way to manage those types of conversations. Boomerang. And uh, boom. How do we get here? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a new feature they just developed where you can pause your email. So ah. you don't get any new emails while you're trying to chip down so you don't get distracted. And they send out this whole email about, you know, here's why we're doing this. And also, we recommend, we've done all, here's all these studies about you should only answer emails a few times a day at certain times. So while I was shaking my head at what Mitch was saying, it's like, damn you, Mitch, you've already had that. I don't know if you used Boomerang or read that email, (laughs) but that's that's a smart man right there. I I don't, but I'm going to install it tonight. Uh, But this this has definitely been one of the best things I've done as a business owner. It's helped me out. So, like, it saved me hours and hours every day. Do you not like as a brewer who's you know I'm sh- I'm assuming plenty of the time you're you're wearing boots and you you know you're just sort of in the trenches there does it I mean for me it would sort of mentally mess with me that I like I know a looming pile of 27 messages is waiting for me and maybe distract me from my my brewing duties I mean do you just maybe you're not wired like I am and you just can get that no, I totally the- am I just I just decided that nothing is that important that it has to be answered you know in that four hour period that I haven't checked my email. Uh, and it took me a, like a couple months to get to that point where I could just, you know, not let it stress me out uh, and just check it occasionally. Um, but it, it's helped uh, immensely. Same with I deleted like Facebook Messenger from my phone for the same reason, because uh, I just constantly get messages and it would distract me from whatever I was doing. So which is how I set up the show with Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is actually, but uh, I, no, I still email. check it occasionally. I check it. I check my Facebook messages once a day, basically. So I, nice. I get to it eventually pro tips. There you go. <laughs> Next week, Google sheets. 
Yeah. Uh, which I have open <laughs> off my screen right now. Yeah. Don't do not get me started on Google Sheets. Anyway. <laughs> uh if you do want to email us, we'll boomerang the shit out of that. Scott at the brewing network.com, Jay at the brewing network.com. Watch us live tonight. There's there's a lot happening. Scott is talking to Danica through the glass Sign while language. I'm talking. Yep. It's not distracting at all. It's totally cool with me. You just focus on the your brewing network. Sorry, did I just talk over you? I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to you. I was focusing on my craft. The brewing network. You like that? That was pretty good. The brewing network.com slash TV. Listen live to us. The brewing network app. Just search BN mobile in your search bars and subscribe and leave feedback on iTunes. Or wherever you subscribe to podcasts, unless it's anywhere else but Stitcher. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, do we have a review or email suggesting a song for for this? Uh, Yeah. I'll just... uh, You just keep going. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm just going to shout out our our great sponsor, the Wine and Hop Shop, wineandhop.com. It's where you get your sour beer, wild yeast, and bacteria from Omega yeast and giga yeast most items are going to ship within 24 hours and best of all bn listeners in the continental u.s get a flat eight dollar shipping rate on orders under 25 pounds that's an update just for you guys they're like you know what no one likes this 50 pound thing let's get it down to fit 25 pounds everyone will love that better (laughs) just enter bn shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart and the discount will be taken off after check out the wine and hop shop wineandhop.com one of my personal favorite sponsors. A lot of good. Seriously, if you're listening to this and you haven't been on that website, go check it out. They have a lot of cool stuff. Not not things you see on every homebrew site. So seriously, you've been listening to the show for a long time. I'm talking to you. You're in your car. You're driving to work, and you have not been on wineandhop.com. Almost did wrong. <laughs> Pull over. You've got you've got the LTE going. Yep. Wineandhop.com. Check it out. They got a lot of cool products on there. You know, you want to do small scale experiments? Hey, make some wine. We're talking about beer all the time. Make some wine. It is wineandhop.com. Indeed, also. it is. And wine is that enough vamping? Yeah, yeah. yeah that you. was you really honed your craft quite well in <laughs> that you. read. You're welcome. I'm a so, craft honer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So instead of, uh, I'm just actually going to hear. I'm going to play the song. This is the song recommendation, and this time I'm just going to play the song. Okay. And we're going to decide what our opinions are now. Oh. Should we judge their song? Yes. I like this. Okay. Mitch, you can, uh, let's go about 15 or 20 seconds, and then let's get you to chime in. Now, keep in mind, now, this is a rejoin, right? So this is, it's got to kind of be a little slow build. Yeah, for sure. We won't judge them, except partially. (laughs) Maybe too slow a bit? So where where am I coming in if this is a rejoin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hello. Hi, this is Lauren from New Belgium Brewing Company, and you are listening Jay's the best. and learning from the Sour <laughs> Hour, hosted by my crush Jay on the Brewing Network. Wait, that's the whole song? Wait. Dropped. All right, so uh, but very pleasant. Yeah, your name. I could just like I could just listen to that song like on a long road trip. Where like all the passengers have fallen asleep, I'm driving. I'd be like, yeah, yeah this is nice. Yeah, XM you know, I'm chill. looking at the yeah, yeah looking at the outside. I don't know. What do you think, Mitch? Uh, I, it kind of felt like that ring, or not the ringtone, but you know when you call like Comcast or whatever, and they put you on hold. <laughs> there's, there's that like repetitive like elevator song. That's, that's it. Reminded me of that. That's bad. That's the negative. Scott. 
This is the classical music. That's it. You know, there was, a, there was a whole, like, This American Life episode, I think it was, or maybe Radio oh, Lab. Did you hear it, Mitch, on on this song particularly? Yeah, it's, it was so, so amazing. It was fascinating. Do you remember if it was This yeah. American Life or Radio Lab, or what was it? I think it was Reply All. Repl- oh, oh Reply that might have been it, Reply All. And, it's, and uh, it was, this this song was, like, engineered by some guy in, like, 1979, and it became yeah. the ubiquitous hold music for any, you called Ma Bell in 1986, and this is what you heard. And there are there is a whole subset of people that are obsessed with the song. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's crazy. They listen to it to go to sleep, and they, they, spent, they spent years before the internet, they were, like, searching it out. How can I obtain a copy of this song? The, the freaking hold music. This. No, it's like millions of people hear that and yeah. it's it's amazing that it just kind of randomly came up. <laughs> okay. I, I can see it. I can, can see you the really? Okay. I feel like we should talk about beer. I feel like they should yeah. lay over like <laughs> in your eyes the light, the heat in your eyes. Yeah, here we go. In your eyes. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. <laughs> Anyway, we'll remix it later after the show. Did we do anything uh, beer related in this segment? No, we talked about Reply All mostly, but uh, that's a good podcast, just like other BN shows. Bruce Strong, Dr. Homebrew Brewing the Style, and The Session. Indeed. How long have we been talking here? I can't even. I, I've lost I all sense of space and time. I think it's like 15 minutes or so. We should That's do what happens when you listen to that song. You just. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's such good hold music. Exactly. I guess you're right, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the design. So, well, one thing I want to do. I, we can. Uh, oh, here. An email just came in. A question for Mitch. Do you oh, what you I, want to do first? I want to do what I, I do what I want to do, Scott. Always. Yeah. This, you got to respect, respect your authority. I Let gotta, me do me. Yeah. All right. Mitch. Uh, you yes. know, I think uh, a lot of people know about your background uh, working at Former Future. Ooh, I just hit my mic. Former Future in Black Project. But, you know, maybe some people don't. Maybe some people haven't listened to that show. They're listening in reverse. What is your background? I think we talked earlier how you got into sour beer. Maybe jump from that to professional experience to starting your own brewery. Sure. So I started my professional career, I don't know, six years ago at a homebrew shop here in Grand Rapids. And then I tried to get into the industry here uh, beyond that. And um, just nobody was really hiring at that point. So um, we decided to move out to Denver. I got a job as a bartender at Former Future. Um, James and Sarah hired me on. Before I even did a single bartending shift, uh, James invited me to help him brew batch one. So I remember, I remember showing up there that morning and like the HLT was empty and like (laughs) nothing, like nothing. We were starting from zero. Uh, and so we were like, okay, I guess we should, uh, heat some water up. (laughs) So so that's, uh, that's how we started. Uh, and I quickly just, I don't know. I, I really actually wanted to be a brewer, not a bartender. Um, so I was, pretty thrilled about the opportunity to help just to help brew um i didn't even get paid i don't think i got paid or anything i was just like yeah i want to come help and so i just kept showing up over and over and over again for like weeks and then they're like okay we should pay you for this and so i started assistant brewing um and then just over the next couple of months progressed to basically james was so busy with everything like running the business which is an absurd amount of work that I just kind of took over the brewing operations. I was probably brewing 75% his recipes or more. 
Um, but I, I took over all brewing operations essentially. And that's when I say brewing, I mean like from grain all the way onto glass because it was just me. So it was ridiculously good experience. Um, just essentially being the only employee there, seeing them go through all the shit that it took to get this brewery running. Um, it was just such good experience for me. But along that process of uh, brewing mostly clean beers for former future, uh, James had always wanted to do spontaneously fermented beers. And well, I think like our fourth or fifth batch, I screwed up and put an extra bag of grain in, uh, in a batch. And we didn't realize until later, uh, but we, we ended up watering it down a little bit and then uh, throwing it up on the roof. That became the very first Black Project beer. Um, through James's crazy brain, because uh, I I tried to talk him out of it. I tried to talk him out of throwing a beer in a huge stock pot up on the roof because it just sounded <laughs> like there's no way this beer could be good. He he just forced us to do it. So so we we got the toe straps up and lugged it up to the roof, and uh, it was crazy. But so that ended up uh, winning a medal at GABF uh, in the specialty. Oh yeah, it did. Uh, just that's that's all for Denver's uh, microflora, I guess. So, um, well, you guys have the advantage of being so close to GABF with that local microflora. You know, <laughs> right. it stays fresh. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's the only reason. Up to that's... all the yeast in the air from all those uh, <laughs> you know, brewers sending their beer to GABF, <laughs> or it just being Denver, that could be the case as well. So yeah, it, from there it just progressed on, and uh, J- James was always the mastermind behind Black Project, but it was like. Speciation definitely would not exist without his uh, input and guidance uh, and just, like, me learning from all of the good things that he did and all the, like, stupid things that he did that I tried to talk him out of. But it, it's, it was a super great experience. Awesome. Now, talk talk a little shit about James and Sarah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the <laughs> Two of the nicest people I've ever met in craft <laughs> brewing. <really> so. <laughs> They uh, every time I'm with them, uh, I drink too much. So that's the most shit I can talk. About. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. He's yeah. got to get you to go along that's... with his, uh, his 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 crazy ideas, right? So he's got to lube you up a little bit. Kinda... Yeah. Well, last time I saw uh, Jay, I was with James, and I think Jay was trying to get us to play some some strange game about uh, the amount of instruments he played. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> elaborate. Yeah, elaborate. Was, uh, in uh, DC for CBC. I, can't, I cannot remember the details for obvious reasons, but uh. yeah, we yeah we went to we were at some uh, some divey bar, which is and that could apply to many to many things I don't Jay. remember that yeah. well. And I think I don't I don't remember the rules. I just I like actually invented this game. Yeah, as, it was definitely an invented game. Yeah. Wait, but musical instruments? What is that part? So it was like uh, we'd go around the table and. You, Scott. Yeah. You know, if it was, if it, the focus was on you, we'd be like, uh, all right, we need to, you need to say a number. And that's how many musical instruments. At some point, you like legitimately kind of knew how to play. Don't have to be great at it. You just like either took a lesson or like owned a piece yep. of equipment was that. And sure. so what would that number so be for so you? Bad. Such bad rules. It would be four. Four. So then we would go around the table. So I would go first and I would say piano. Yes. Okay. Then I will keep going, and I'd say something. Maybe I'm just feeling cocky. I'll say something crazy like violin. 
No. No? Okay. Although then my, I'm, my kid brother is expert violin player, so cool. does that count? No, but okay. so then I'm going to take a drink of my beer. Now go uh, ahead, Mitch. Uh, uh, mandolin. <laughs> we're just we're just trying to drink at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, that's, trying to take a sip of beer. That's the way the game goes. And uh, basically, it, it ended up being kind of a cool way to, like, get to know people. And, like, just the weird, I like, like it. wait. It's, nice. it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Like, if Mitch hit on Mandolin, it'd be like, wait, hold on. Time out. Yeah, you must know him somehow. Then, well, no, but then there's, like, what's the backstory of, like, you playing Mandolin? Oh, sure. Crazily. I like it. A good game. Yeah. That was that. And we hate James sir. Not just <laughs> Love those two. So now we're doing a question. We are. A quick question here um, for you, Mitch, from uh, from uh, Mike Turriff, who says, can you ask Mitch, please, about his love affair with his forklift? Oh, boy. That's the end of the question. So I'm assuming you know what he means. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty shocked that it's taken this long for it to come up, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I don't – so we don't have a brew house here. We contract work. Uh, I don't even have a real pump here. Uh, we have just this tiny little pump that I only use for sanitizing uh, our stainless IBCs. So everything is transferred with gravity uh, with a forklift. I just lift it up, hook up the next tank, open up the valve, and let it run in. Um, so because of that, I, I post a lot of pictures of this forklift, and apparently it's become a meme uh, <laughs> on, on Milk the Funk uh, as well as some other places um because i don't really have anything to show off like i don't have a sexy expensive brew house so i have to post pictures of my uh late uh, 90s electric forklift any concerns that come up with that like safety (laughs) (laughs) or anything electrocution i don't think any organization that rhymes with i don't know bosha or something like that could be (laughs) possibly be listening to this podcast well how many employees do you have we have four, four employees, and uh, the only ones that drive the forklift are certified, as well as myself. You work with your wife, is that right? Uh, she she is part owner, um, but uh, until recently, she hasn't really been super active in like day to day business. Essentially, is she, she helps for- me with the is she forklifting? Decisions. Yeah, is she certified? No, she's not. Probably for the best. One of you has to survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is an interesting. I know, I know we're a little over time, but I always wonder about. Um, you know, you mentioned James and Sarah. Does Sarah work with with James like on the daily with the brewery? Yeah, definitely. Um, every day. So, what do you think about like? You know, if uh, if I'm listening and I'm thinking about starting a brewery, or I'm thinking about bringing my my significant other in on operations. What are some of the you know drawbacks and? benefits of doing make sure that like you understand the ramifications of that so like every day shit's gonna hit the fan and you're gonna have to figure stuff out together and i think as long as you are realistic about your expectations with working with each other and you're super compatible then it can work it's it just depends person to person if you're really uh i don't know abrasive or aggressive or whatever or you just don't see eye to eye, then it's probably not the best idea. Um, but James and Sarah, there's always conflicts with anybody starting a business. It's just part of the deal. James and Sarah were really good about just hashing it out, like right away. Uh, if there's a problem, they'd hash it out. So I think it just depends first in person. Yeah, Scott and I cannot do that. Yeah. No, but, but when you said, like, well, if you're maybe abrasive or whatever, both Jay and I pointed to ourselves. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
Excellent. That question and all relationship questions on the show are brought to you by SourBeerBlog.com. Send all your relationship questions to Dr. Lambic. Yeah. He is the longest running relationship on the Sour Wait, no, sponsor on the Sour Hour. Yeah. And now Matt is going to open a new Sour <laughs> and farmhouse focused, Mitch's favorite term, brewery in central Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should get into that too at some point because that, that's one of my uh, my bugaboos. Uh, just the what is farmhouse, what is wild, and oh, what is right. all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just it's weird. But anyway, uh, help Doctor Lambic get started. Join his there our Founders Club, which includes eight exclusive bottles of club only aged and blended sour beer. And you know what? Honestly, I really don't have to read the rest because. We've had their beers. Moscow's shaking his head. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm nodding. I'm not shaking my head. Easily. I mean, I I think I've said this on the show. A lot of the homebrew beers we've been lucky enough to get are really up there on the commercial scale. Yeah, they were already professional quality. So what will the professional beers taste like? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a whole new category. I have no idea. But Dr. Lambic is definitely in that category. So you're going to get eight exclusive bottles of those, early access to all the other public bottle releases, a hooded sweatshirt, which may or may not have a zip, (laughs) a pair of tasting glasses, club growler, the ubiquitous metal challenge coin, and not to mention discounts and much more. I don't know what possibly you could want more, but you're well, demanding, you'll, you'll so you're going to demand more, even though he's already giving you all those things. <laughs> I think you should be polite. You know, he's a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Don't demand that much more, but he's giving you much more. Maybe ask for something to be taken off the list. Yeah, it's actually, you know much. what? You keep the glasses. I live far away, and they're going to break in right. transit, maybe, and just exactly. keep those, and just do you do you. Seems fair. To learn more... <laughs> <laughs> and join the Founders Club. Check out Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. Well, yeah, I want my hoodie, by the way. Your, your, Can we get uh, honorary? Mink hoodie? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for a Founders Club, but I just want a hoodie. Yeah. It's, we're going in a winter. I've, it's a nice lo- nice looking logo. I think we've earned hoodies. I'll have to... I, I, need, to, I need to call the guy anyway. It's been too long. Yeah. I don't know where he is. We'll he's, do it. He's probably uh, neck deep in... Sludge somewhere in a nineties basement. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say emails. But. <laughs> yeah, emails. emails totally. But he uses Boomerang, best sponsor this hour, longest running sponsor. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very quickly, I would be remiss if I didn't mention before we go to break oh, the yeah. um, uh, the Maniacal Brewing beer, as I mentioned on the last show and had been mentioned on previous shows that uh, Justin from Maniacal uh, nicely sent in, and uh, we're drinking the uh, Wild Pitch Beast. Which is a, a dark, uh, sour, barrel-aged... Did we get that right? It, well, is, it's, this, it's, is this the one we're drinking? Which one is it? This oh, is I'm it. wrong. Oh, sorry. That's not what we're drinking. What is that? The Color Plum. There you go. Labels a little bit. The mm. Color Plum. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, we don't. It's it's just a um, handwritten label because I don't believe Maniacal has had releases yet or they're right about to or whatever, but he sent in some uh, nice hand-bottled stuff and we got it in our glasses. So just wanted to thank Justin one more time. And thank you. There's more where that came from. We'll drink them on future shows. All right. Break time? Yes, sir. You hanging in for one more, Mitch? Yep, Yeah, we got one more beer. Tequila yeah, we got your beer. Aged. Gonna do a tequila beer with Mitch right back on the Sour Hour. Hi, this is Ryan Whedon, the host of a new podcast called Branding Brews. Branding Brews is a show focused on marketing, branding, and design for the beer industry. I have spent over 14 years as a professional designer. As a host, I bring my knowledge to the show to interview other great beer professionals. Whether you're thinking about starting a brewery, already own a brewery, want to learn more about marketing beer, or you're a seasoned veteran, this show is for you. This show will cover topics such as rebranding a brewery, package and label design, 
crowdfunding, design, social media, plus much more related to promoting and creating a great beer brand. Make sure to check out the show along with useful show notes at brandingbrews.com. You can also subscribe to the Branding Brews podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Again, check us out at brandingbrews.com. Lauren from New Belgium Brewing Company, and you are listening and learning from the Sour Hour on the Brewing Network. <laughs> this is Jason Chrome's suggestion. Let's let's hear a little bit more. See, it's tough because the the, the, the uh, lyrics kick in only maybe ten seconds. Mm-hmm. A, it's a short intro, and yeah. really, what makes the best rejoiners is is longer intros and, or lyricless songs. Now, I can cut because often you did you did the, the the liner well right there. It, it was like a little murky at one point, but right. then. You really hit on the timing. That was very well done. Thank you. Yeah. So the thing is, is with you know, if a song has a good long intro, you know, you know, thirty seconds, forty mm-hmm. seconds before the vocals kick in, inevitably the song because it follows song structure will have a uh, like a bridge or a solo or something after the first two verses, and I can often jump from the intro to that little thing in between verse. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the guitar solo in between verse two and three. Yeah. And I can make it a nice long rejoin. So it doesn't need to be an instrumental by any re- no. by any means, but it needs to kind of have a, a little bit more of a build. Yeah, I got you. Well, I like 21 Pilots and I like Chasing Chrome's initiative. Yeah, thank you. I, yes. You know, hey, this is the beginning right here. So. Exactly. Let's have this discussion together. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. What what podcast is this? Um, the so the the music show the rejoiner hour. hour, the rejoiner hour, or as the chat room was calling it, the THP hour. <laughs> is that why? Was that what they were saying? That's what Danica said. Uh, that's from the last show, I think. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you get someone like me and someone like Mitch, you know, talking. That's that's what we're going to talk about. Indeed. <laughs> it's what we do. Quick thanks to more of our sponsors, Oregon Fruit Products, Aseptic Purees, easy-to-use convenience store, no additives or artificial flavors, simply great expression of the raw fruit. They love working with brewers to help us innovate. Check them out at fruitforbrewing.com, Oregon Fruit. They bring fruit to life. And just one more while I'm on a roll here, the Homebrew Label Awards, <laughs> they're back. Submit your artwork at homebrewlabelawards.com and let your homebrewing peers shower you with votes. The, la- <laughs> the, the labels with the most votes can win fabulous prizes. Pretty easy, huh? Yeah. I just added that. <laughs> Last year... <laughs> Last year, we handed out over $5,000 worth of prizes, which is... That's that's pretty awesome. I, that's legitimate. Yeah, that's, cash. that's awesome. Uh, and this year, we're doing it again. We are, Scott. No Me. labels? Yep. No problem. Me, you, you and check Grog out, Tag. Yep. Yeah, Grog Tag. And what's... We never actually... We have this Grog Tag one. What's the Grog Tag website? GrogTag.com. Yeah. Could have guessed that. <laughs> Cast your vote on your favorite labels. Help your fellow homebrewer achieve fame and glory. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. And just... Even if you're not going to submit homebrew, maybe you're a pro brewer, 
just go to that website yeah. and look at the last place ones. Yeah, yeah, the bad ones. The because bad ones, quote unquote. I, I, I'm going to vote. <laughs> I'm going to go vote, and I'm just going to retroactively vote for the last year's last place ones. That's yeah. the best ones. Honestly, they're great. And if you know, it, this is also a great point. Like, you know, in the last segment, we were drinking um, Maniacal Brewing beers that were lovingly hand bottled by uh, Justin out there at Maniacal. It's a great, like, let's say you have a, a release you haven't released yet and you want to send some beer to the yokels over on the Sour Hour. Mm-hmm. Use Grog Tags, man. I mean, Justin, I love you, buddy, for, for labeling these beers. But, sure. you know, he just he wrote with a pen on a piece of paper. Yeah, Why actually, not try Grog Tag? Yeah, we, and we were confused a little bit. Not. Not your fault, Justin. Just like, uh, you know, there's condensation and there was a little... Yeah, they they fall off. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, Scott. So we had been teasing out a future show. You just mentioned sending beers to us. So this is why it spurred in my mind of, hey, here's our beer with, I don't know what this flavor is. Off flavor, whatever, just weird flavor. I think we should do that in January. I think we should target a date in January. So contact Scott at the Brewing com. I would say. Arrange the shipping details. And if there's just something that eludes you, we'll see if I can get some rare barrel staff in here, maybe also to get some backup so Scott doesn't overpower me with his opinions, which, you know, happens. He, well, bu- he bullies me. I'm not a bully. I'm just right. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Um <laughs> I remember on the last show, and maybe the show before, we had talked about this uh, this show idea, and I remember thinking, we got to put it far out there a little bit, and I think that's the f- the first time we could do it, actually. So uh, we'll target January, but start receiving some beers and just get in, into contact with Scott, Scott at the Brewing Network. Yeah, and even if you're not sure, you know, I've got, I did get a, a few emails after the oh, yeah. last round of shows with the Rare Barrel crew where we first announced this, and some people were like, eh, I don't really know. If, good. if you're perfect. not sure, perfect. yeah, just send me an email and we'll 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 give it a we'll give it a try. And if the beer's good, we'll just say, hey, this is good. Yeah, exactly. And we'll shame you. <laughs> How dare you <laughs> think this was bad? It's actually great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mitch, are you? St- believe I can't believe if you're still there, but are you still there? I'm still here. I'm still here. Bless you, bless you. And you're on. Uh, let's see, you're west coast of Michigan. That's still Eastern Standard Time, right? We're Eastern. Yeah, it's crazy. You go. I'm lucky enough to have gone out to uh, Western Michigan every summer for the last uh, several years. My girlfriend's family has a a place right there. I, you know, Mitch mentioned. Uh, I think his parents live in Holland, and that's where. Uh, my girlfriend's family goes, and it's it's gorgeous there. Great place. Love all of Michigan, and especially Western Michigan. So uh, definitely go see Speciation out there if you're in the area. But uh, there's just something crazy during the summer with like the the sun just staying up over the uh, over Lake Michigan way later than you think. Oh, sunlight yeah. should be out for anything. Just because I guess is it because it's on like the far west end of Eastern Time? Is that it? Yep, or exactly. so it's it's light like. In the middle of summer, it's light outside at like ten thirty. Crazy! It's, it's absolutely just imagine like, you know, six cocktail in for the night, six sour beer in, both combined, <laughs> watching the sunset go down at ten thirty over insane. over like Michigan. It's, it's it's gorgeous. Imagine it's having gorgeous. young kids and you're like, you got to go to bed, Timmy, yeah. and he's like, what are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah we, I remember going to bed as a kid at like you know nine o'clock or whatever, and it's light out. It's yeah, like completely light out. Why uh, would I go to bed? That's rough. We had my girlfriend's niece and nephew out there, and the only night they were allowed to stay up was because we were out for Fourth of July, and that was great. But then, man, all night they were just like 
bouncing off the walls, and that was that was bad times, but uh, <laughs> good times for them. All right, so we got this getting beer, back man. to uh, reality this and, and this podcast that I guess we're on the air on. That's uh, We have Incipient, another version, which is the uh, tequila barrel age version. Yeah, with a whole bunch of other stuff: blood orange, guava, lime, salt. This, so, is, this is a fantastic. So I gotta beer. say, Scott and I have been tasting this uh, off air, and I'll say just personally that I. I got a flavor in here of an ingredient that I was surprised was not in here, but there's so many ingredients intermingling here. Tell us what you think about this beer, how you made it, what's going on with this this version of Incipient. Sure. Um, we started with our base golden sour, which is just Pilsner, wheat, oats. That's it. Um, and we uh, threw it in fresh tequila barrels. I'm not sure exactly where they came from because the only identifying uh, like label on the barrels was a piece of paper across the bung and, uh, they must've gotten wet in transit. So they're like, you can't even read it. So with spirit barrels, I really like working with them, but I'm always super cautious as well. So, uh, like when I use fresh bourbon barrels, I almost always blend at a ratio of two bourbon barrels, like fresh ones to four neutral barrels. Wow. Because the when, when you have a beer that's dry, it just doesn't stand up to the alcohol, heat, and everything from a fresh bourbon barrel. In my opinion, I want to make a balanced beer. So most most uh, spirit barrels, I either blend it with neutral barrels, or in this case, I just leave it in there for a very short amount of time. Um, and so this spent about three and a half, four weeks in uh, fresh tequila barrels. And uh, I actually went on uh, Oregon Fruits website nice. and uh, ordered some blood orange and pink guava. And so we used that. that that's actually my first time using uh, their their products uh, as speciation, but I had used them uh, quite a bit at Black Project and Former Future and really, really enjoyed them. So, um, so yeah, and normally I'm very restrained with everything. Um, it's If I do add fruit, it's just one fruit. And so this time I was just like, oh, screw it. We'll just go all out. Uh, I had been drinking a lot of margaritas at the time. Uh, And so, uh, and also a lot of smoothies at the time. Uh, I'd basically start every day with a smoothie and end every day with a margarita. That's why you need a smoothie. uh, Okay, Evan. So I guess something from that uh, translated into a beer. Uh, And so this is what happened. And I alluded to this earlier. There's there's some element of this i think it's the lime and now i wonder i wonder what? if mitch can guess what flavor I, you think uh, yeah, you're picking up on i can't i honestly can't is it what well give me a little more guidance is it like fruit or earth or what uh i think it's like the lime mixed with the orange mixed with jay has a beer on here at the brewing <laughs> network studios that has this ingredient in it that also has guava in that in that beer yeah there's guava in that picture yeah it's gonna it's it's gonna be a tough one um have you ever had any rare barrel beers yet mitch no never no okay. I'm, just, I'm just kidding uh, I've had, uh, it's possible i've had a, a fair share but i have i honestly like i've probably drank uh, outside of my beers uh probably only drank 10 sour beers in the last like three or four months so. oh wow okay <laughs> It's busy. It's busy. Busy life starting a brewery for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. But uh, the the thing I get out of this just just strangely, and this is neither here nor there, and probably the, not that interesting for the listener. It just it just struck me strongly when I first smelled and tasted this beer is ginger. Yeah. And 
I really just think it's coming from the lime. But yeah. yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Well, I'll tell you why that can be interesting for the listener is that they can sort of hear the ingredients that Mitch used in this beer. Yeah. And you know, use that to, well, that's maybe I can, a ginger character might come out of my beer if I use some of these ingredients. Like, it's definitely the lime. I think it has got to be something to do with, like, the, the, the orange, or it's some mix of these characteristics. The Perhaps, you know, I think some sometimes, like, citrus can have, like, a, a, a spicy spiciness, yeah, a spicy yeah, character. Right. Almost like a hot burn with, like, the zest kind of thing. Exactly. Lime also, um, we've used peel, we've used zest, and the characters are so different. Like we use lime peel and it's like, comes out so strongly. It's like baked goods. Just interesting. Like you can get, you can put lavender in a beer and it just reeks of honey. And it's really fun to play around with. And I think once you incorporate like two, three, four ingredients into a beer, when it's as drinkable as this one, and I love this beer, great job on this Mitch, but it's just like, you get so many different experiences out of each sip, so much rich richness. It's just it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I like beers like this where there's it, at, maybe at first glance you're just like, wow, there's a whole shit ton of ingredients in here. But then it's kind of stuff, tough to sift through all the uh, ingredients at first. But I think that as you drink it more and more, the individual ingredients kind of stand out a little more. That and more. So it's like the yeah. the one. So there's like another entity that d- comes out of those that combination. Yeah, it's like the classic one plus one equals three, or in this case, one plus yeah. one plus one plus one equals five. <laughs> and I really, I that, that's how it is. You know, you cook a dish, and it's like the most rich and you know enjoyable foods are like you know it's not salt, you know, except yeah. unless it's like filet mignon, I guess. Sure. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, salt, pepper, paprika, garlic, onion powder, shallots, red pepper, like balance all the, all the individual ingredients. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that, that's something that I like about what is happening in crap here. And it's almost like there's a natural evolution towards that because so many, there's so many breweries, right? So it's like, you can't just make yeah. a, an apricot sour beer. I mean, everyone does do that anyway, but it's just like. You know, it's hard to be so different from the next brewery's apricot sour. So take inspiration from cocktails and cuisine and tea and all this other stuff. It's definitely uh, cocktail-inspired, um, and we have a number and of smoothie. other beers. And smoothies, yeah. Yeah, and smoothies, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I don't drink a lot of sour beer. I drink a lot of Pilsners. I drink a lot of cocktails. I guess that's kind of the direction that a lot of our beers is heading in or are heading in. Mitch, how do you, I want to just quickly about this particular beer? What, I could use some more, Scott. By oh, way. yes, sir. Um, how do you add the ingredients to the tequila barrel all at once? All these secondary ingredients, or if not, like what order? Good question. Yeah, um, for this particular beer, uh, it spends three and a half, four weeks in barrels, and then we transferred it back to a um, stainless IBC and uh, added the uh, blood orange and guava puree. After that was done fermenting and, and we were satisfied with the flavors, um, we added lime zest and then we juiced the limes and added the lime juice. Uh, and then the zest sat in there for, I think, like we put it in a bag and I think that sat in there for a day or maybe two days. 
And then we pulled that out and then we bottled it pretty much immediately. And we added salt at bottling. I, hmm. Anytime I add salt, I get my priming sugar solution ready. I always prime with a uh, solution of water and uh, cane sugar. And then we add salt to that after everything's dissolved and just stir it up and then stir it into the uh, batch. So that's that's when I add salt. Just honestly, just out of ease, it's a lot easier to add it at that point. And I haven't I haven't experienced any fermentation weirdness from it. But maybe that's where the ginger's coming from. I don't know. Yeah, I read all the untapped reviews and I haven't heard ginger. <laughs> yet, so. Well, I'm logging on right now. So <laughs> Damn it. six stars. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. Out of 10. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, do we have a chat? Yeah, there's a couple Questions more. Now. Thanks for uh, hanging then out. Then we're going to get you out of here soon, yeah, Mitch. Exactly. So oh, one last uh, one last chat question here um, from uh, from Eric, who says he, he loves your beers. He says he knows your space is limited, uh, but do you have plans on long-term aging and then like blending old with young a la Cantillon? Oh. Yeah. Um, so we, we started the brewery... Um, Definitely with a focus on quick-turning wild ales, um, just because that's what my experience is with uh, my test batches and that kind of stuff. I wanted to make something that was pretty complex, relatively short amount of time, like three, four months. But also, my experience at Black Project, I wanted to incorporate a spontaneous program. So we brewed one batch last, last uh, or this March, I guess, up at uh, Ordock in Marquette, and uh, we cool shipped it next to Lake Superior, and then we drove it back to Grand Rapids, transferred it to barrels, and uh, it's still sitting in those barrels. So uh, the like where we're going with that is we essentially want to do a cool ship batch next to each of the Great Lakes just to see what happens. They might all taste super similar. They might be very different. I guess we'll find out in like two to three years. So we want to release the really good barrels on their own, and we also want to release kind of a blend of all of those batches, assuming they taste good. Uh, I've never done this before, so I'm like this exact thing. Well, the one thing thing that's certain is one will be superior. Jay, Damn it. I off. literally was walking. Jay just took his headphones <laughs> off and is leaving. I, my my joke was going to be that I hope the the superior one is the worst beer, <laughs> for irony's purposes. But we both thought of the same stupid joke. Yeah, yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> so, that's like our plan. That's like I'm, I'm mostly everything here is um, quick turning. Well, r- relatively quick turning, three to four months. But we do have a spontaneous program in the works that we're going to do. Lots of aged stuff, fruited, spontaneous beers, that kind of stuff. Uh, but we don't really hold any kind of tradition. I'm not like a method goose guy. That's fine that other people want to do it, but I just don't think that that's really our thing. I just want to make beer that's, you know, totally specific to Comstock Park, basically. There you go. Thank you for the question, Eric. And I just thought of another one, which is if uh, one of them turns out really, really bad, you can call it the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, yes. boy. You don't, don't get it, Jane? Do Come on. That, that's, a, that's a ship that famously sunk on, uh, was it Lake Michigan? I okay. think there might be a, a cease and desist from that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh, from that uh, joke. Only yeah. beer yeah. or something. All right. I've been looking forward to the whole show to this question, Jay. Please. All right, Mitch. we got to get you out on this one. What's the biggest mistake in sour beer making, in your opinion? Oh, man. There's... 
That's tough. I guess I'd say the biggest mistake in sour beer making is that a lot of brewers just kind of jump in, uh, which is fine, but they jump in and they don't develop their own style. They don't develop their own like methods and um, that kind of stuff. They just jump in and kind of make they, they, they mash high, throw in a little pitch of bread throw in a barrel for three years and it turns into this weird like acetic thing um and then they bottle it up and sell it for a lot of money and um i I guess that's my biggest problem the biggest mistake with sour brewing in my opinion it's just not developing your own your own thing you got to do some research and experiment come up with your own style love that as i always do i lied that's not the last question where can people (laughs) find your beer uh, so we are open uh, to the public the second Saturday of every month, uh, and we do a ticketed release. So the first Saturday of every month uh, at noon, uh, tickets go uh, up on our Facebook page, our website, and Eventbrite. So you just go there, you reserve however many bottles you want. It's free to reserve them. And then the second Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., you just come in here and uh, pick up the bottles. And if you don't live in Michigan or within a whatever radius of Michigan, uh, we allow proxies. So our proxy process is super simple. We just need, a, uh, you need a local proxy and then uh, just send them a copy of your ID and your ticket. And we have customers all around the country and some guy ordered some beer from Africa wow. uh, last month. So like he just sent over his uh, ID and uh, that's all you really need. Did he buy all of the genetic drift? Because I, I have some proxies in Holland that I could have come by. I, I can send you some. Excellent. Oh, good. It's good to know people. Yeah. Well, Mitch, thanks so much. That was a great show. I think we could have done two or three more. Oh, here we go. Your walk-off song. We're sending them off, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, awesome. Mitch. And thanks for sending the beer, brother. It was awesome. Cheers. Mitch Ermittinger. From Speciation. Speciation Artisan Nails. Owner slash head of fermentation. Danica? Speciation. Speciation. Oh, very good. Very good. We got one more segment, right? We do. Before we do, I want to give a quick shout out. By the way, Mitch, great job. Great yeah, beers. Mitch. Awesome stuff. Appreciate it. Um, really good. Really, really good. Now, I have a, you know, I, I might have mentioned... I don't know if I mentioned this on the air or off the air, but uh, the first time I went out to Michigan, Western Michigan, to Holland, went all the way across over to Dexter to go to Jolly Pumpkin, came back, went to uh, Bell's, went to Founders, and it was an an awesome, awesome time. Michigan is a great beer state, and, um, you know, I just, I I love going to all those breweries, but of course, Jolly Pumpkin is uh, a pilgrimage, and, you know, Mitch made that point as well during the show, just that... You know, uh, Bam Beer is just such an amazing beer. Jolly Pumpkin's an amazing brewery, and what a what a place to be around when you're starting a sour brewery. But the fact that Speciation is now uh, just just an inch outside of uh, Grand Rapids is wonderful for you know what are one of the cities in the United States that are kind of claiming themselves as you know kind of beer city USA and Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, they're pushing that, and you know. I think there's a lot of great beer cities. I think, you know, the, if you do the greater Bay Area, San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland, 
maybe even stretched out a little bit farther. <laughs> uh, you know, that's got to be up there, Portland, Denver. But don't do not sleep on Western Michigan. Seriously, yeah. it's a great, beautiful place and awesome beer. So, if you ever find yourself around the Great Lakes, especially Superior. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, check it out. Speciation, a second Saturday of every month. And, uh, yeah, great beers. Yes, sir. I never really did my uh, my read here, did I? I was going to talk about I dip. One moment, please, Danica. Do you dip, I dip, we dip. There you go. There we go. To all the women in the world. You all need a home or commercial use, commercial use water testing kit. It's going to incorporate a revolutionary... Photometer. You put your hand on that photometer. Dip it in the water. That ruined it. Which is the first and only on the market. We should probably check and see if that's all true. <laughs> <laughs> copy soul. There's dust on this copy at soul. Anyway, it's the first and Perhaps only on the market with its own <laughs> app. The iDip can perform over 40 water quality tests, including things like chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and much more. Podcast listeners such as yourself should enter code TBN10 at checkout and save $10 on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Order now and make this futuristic technology part of your life and your brewing process. <laughs> Visit www.smartbrewkit.com. Um, and you know what? If you guys are out there and you have bought the iDip, send us an email. Yeah. Tell us what your experience has been yes. like. We'll read it on the air. Yes. That time that well. I'm a professional. Send us an email. We'll take a quick break and we'll still play this on the way out, Scott. We'll be right back on the Sour Hour. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more, Zymergy Magazine, and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Sour Hour. Great show tonight. Double episode, a lot of information, great stuff. I think we're pretty confident on our next show. Maybe I could tease it out here. I yeah, mean, it's not going to come out, actually, but these shows will come out before those, so it'll, it'll all work out. Yes. Not for the live listeners, but Deschutes Brewing Company. So excited. Unbelievable. Unbelievable beer. Some of my heroes, just overall, not even in Sour and Wild Beer, but... 
lucky enough to get them on the show. So we're looking forward to that one week from today. So if yes. you're listening live right now, look forward to that. It's going to be great. I think the last time they were on the Brewing Network was in June of 2011 when Larry Sador, Ooh. who was the brewmaster at the time, joined us on the session. It's been a long time coming to have him back. It's been a long time. And now let's talk about everything but Black Butte Porter. No. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, could, I could easily talk for two hours I about know. Black Butte Porter. I left that beer, man. It's still a go-to for me. I love oh, easily. that beer. Easily. Yeah. One yeah. Of the, definitely like one of the top two, three, four, five beers that got me into craft beer. Me too. For sure. Yep. And it's like, yeah, oh. Dark beer's good. I don't drink Bud Light. <laughs> totally. Okay, cool. I'm in. Uh, mentioned one of our great friends over at the Brew Guru app, American Homebrewers Association. Have you seen what this app can do for you? Who hasn't? I have, mean, I assume you, you have because I've told you? you to go see what this does for you. So <laughs> if you haven't, again, pull over your car and download the Brew Guru app <laughs> because you're going to be able to effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brew IQ, which, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of low right now, with hand-picked <laughs> articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from American Homebrewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. And use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops and brew pubs those are all the things wherever you are brew guru will lead you to good beer get the app today follow your path to beer enlightenment it's free for iphone i did that on purpose this time (laughs) ipad and android devices get the app today and i just read that scott Get the app today. I got caught. See, when I do like a nice ad lib, I get a little cocky and then I mess, yeah, mess up the next yeah, one. That's my thing. Yep. Learn more, at, despite me, at homebrewersassociation.org. One more thing, Scott. Yeah, what? The Chamonix Creek. Oh, yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yep. Philly. They're on the Philly beer scene. In fact, three times they've wow. been named Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brew of the Year. Two Here times I thought GAB. it was just twice. No, three times. Wow. Speaking of three, three medals at GABF, uh-huh. two-time Vienna-style lager medal winner, one-time bronze for smoke lager, and I'm I'm calling my shot on this. Another smoke lager medal. You're this, calling it for 2017? Yep. Oh, wow. 2017 smoke lager medal for Neshaminy Creek. I don't even know if they're submitting it. Who knows? It's not a bad I prediction. I haven't talked to them. These guys I, know I'm how to ferment, don't I'm, they? I'm, I'm I'm putting my money where my mouth is, except I'm putting no money where my mouth is. <laughs> but they are. They've got a renovated tasting room with a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable, poundable. lagers to oak fermented saisons and sour beers. Free brewery tours on Saturdays. New second location opening this past spring. <laughs> I forgot about that again. So funny. Check them out. ChamoniCreekBrewing.com. Okay, so let's do some questions and then let's let's call it a day. Yeah, let's. We got another show in a week, so you know don't want to don't want to put it all out on the field. No, we got to save some. Yep. So we'll just do a couple quick ones. First one is Ben Raymond, who says, "I just two first names." Yeah, Ben. <laughs> Can't trust him. Middle name Mike. Ben Mike Raymond says, "I just put two and two together on this rare barrel release of There Are Rules." The label art oh, is about as subtle as you can get, <laughs> but the bowling pin head tipped me off. Wait, 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 wait. He's spoiling the Easter egg, but okay, we'll keep going. Market eight, dude. Smokey, this is not nom. This, this is not bowling. Nom. There are rules. Eight. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's hard to believe that anybody, somebody listening to this show, would not understand that reference. Oh, I, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I've seen the movie. I, I can't say that I like. 
other than it coming up for this beer, like, would have known that, like, it's not nom. There are rules. Dog has fucking papers. Over the line! You, you, <laughs> you, you. <laughs> God, I love John Goodman it's so, so much. so good. To we, I guess I'm just not even going to say. If you don't know what we're referencing, please Google there are rules. The rare barrel, there are rules. Yeah, right. There's, yeah, there's some, there's, there's references. Ben goes on and says, awesome, <laughs> <laughs> awesome movie references aside, I'm guessing you might be alluding to the peach apricot blend that seems to be in, quote, the rules, end quote, of stone fruit sours. The raspberry took it in an even further direction, uh, but added that red fruit tartness. Am I reading too far into this name with regards to the fruit? Or is there something, this fruit combo under the rare barrel roof? He says, keep doing what you're doing, a founder since day zero. And he says he still thinks the Brewers games were rigged. Hashtag team pupil. (laughs) (laughs) They certainly were rigged because I think we were, this I think he's referring to the uh, society. Yes. Beer Olympics. Yes. At Society Society Brewing Company out of San Diego, California. Great brewery. Had one of their beers earlier tonight. Great beer. The Bachelorette. Um, they invited us down for Brewers Olympics, and uh, I mean, I was certain after looking at the list of games, which deliberately did not include cornhole, by the way, because <laughs> I know you'll run the table. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, we're last. It's like malt stacking and like clamp flipping, and I'm like, I don't know. We're we're a sour beer brewery. We're like mostly a wood cellar, and right. it's like I don't know. Yeah. And so I lost all of my events handily, <laughs> especially the. Uh, chugging one that was really embarrassing Poor i think it came in dead last really? out of everyone yeah for sure yeah easily but then i just slowly slipped my uh harlot and i was very happy <laughs> anyway fast forward to the end we won we won the whole thing that's right and it was all uh mike uh alex and logan i was just coach now at i'm that jogging point. my memory you tanked it and you still won alex did yeah. barrel toss uh, right. mike and logan did yeast water balloon toss and malt stacking and uh yeah they they won it and i was just along for the ride so but it was definitely rigged from that perspective and what was the question uh the, ben's question was uh like the there are rules is the rules uh, with alluding the peach to the apricot, peach apricot yeah. blend like that's the rules of stone fruit sour no not not really it's it's really just the movie reference um <laughs> and i don't to me i mean some of our description online about the beer might contradict this but to us we were just like we just like that combination there's a really light touch on raspberry which is unusual so um raspberries probably the most maybe up there with like passion fruit one of the most powerful fruits we've used because some fruits like um peach for example and strawberry and um plum Mm -hmm. things like that you kind of like got to double up, triple up on what you think might get you there on flavor intensity. But raspberry is not one of those fruits. Hmm. So um, we really kind of held back and because the, the base beer had a light apricot, a light peach. And we're like, let's keep it all light. And it's more saison That was actually one of our first like more saison forward fermentation. So anyway, there's a lot going on with that beer. I'm not sure like all of that is encapsulated by the beer name, but... I mean, you know, it's Big Lebowski, so. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's do one. Thank you for the question, Ben. And, Very uh, good question. And I'm with you, too, dude. Hashtag Team Pupil. Let's go to. Also, uh, Team Bluegrass. 
another society reference. Ah. Or teen boy bands, if you're really deep into it. This, yeah, I don't just <laughs> move past. Okay, this is Tyler. Tyler writes in. Uh, he says, "Hello, I just started." Tyler, Tyler, nice. Tyler, Tyler. Oh, you another two first names. So nice, they named him twice. He says, "Hello, I just started brewing sours after a few years of that other stuff." <laughs> I love the show. I'm listening through from the beginning. He says, "So sorry, this has already been answered." Have you or any guests tried distilling the bad barrels of sour beer? Uh, he says, usually bad beer makes bad liquor, and you know, that's the rule, but sometimes it makes something magical. Some of the logistics and legalities would probably be a headache, but the idea seems tantalizing, and I couldn't find a mention of anybody else doing it anywhere. Have you, Jay, or do you know anybody who has? I don't particularly know anyone who has. Uh, I know pe- breweries that do distill their beer. As I've looked into it, some of our larger batches that have gone wrong, I know... A distillery that we reached out to, it became problematic. Be, not not for the fact that oh, there's um, you know some sour beer off flavor to this, but more that uh, if they were going to make something out of it, the all the different ingredients we use become problematic. So I know there's certain there are rules in like whiskey making and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's got to be certain percentages of certain grains and stuff like that, and the fermentable sugars can't come from so many various things and our standard recipe has wheat oats spelt it's some of our beers have fruit in them um so i that that didn't quite work for us well but um we have had small distilleries in the bay area reach out to us to um you know distill some of our barrels whether they're you know good or bad or just swap barrels and stuff like that and we're super open to that um yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Just need a willing partner, someone who knows what they're doing. And I don't know the first thing about distilling, but I don't see why not, I guess. If anybody out there, uh, you Humbers, have tried it on a um, personal scale. Which is illegal. I know. And so uh, if you, we, we'll keep everything anonymous, of course. But if you've tried something like that and you um, have the uh, courage to send an email. You want the shine? <laughs> you want people to start sending shine in? Well, I wasn't going to say... I'll let you taste that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll taste and spit, maybe. No, I was... Well, I, I would just be curious about your process. And so, yeah, well, you know, yeah just let me know if, you, if you've yeah. tried it. I'd be interested to uh, to hear it. Thank you for the question, Tyler. Thank you to the chat Thank tonight. Thank you, Tyler, Tyler. Thank you, Danica, for uh, helping out with the chat. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we can uh, actually get some of those questions. It was nice. It was like a, it was like the old school session days hearing questions from the chat. That was cool. It was, that was very nice. Yeah. Thank you guys for all that. And I'll second my thanks to Danica running the uh, behind the glass operations back there. She's probably not listening, is no, she? No, she's not. Yeah, she's checked out. On to our next flat breath. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. You did a great job today. Thanks, brother. Thank you to all the sponsors. Seemed like there were more tonight. Felt thanks. like there were more. There were. Thanks to Mitch. And we love it. Big thanks to Mitch. Speciation Ales. Go check them out. Until next time, stay sour. Mm-hmm.